Hello everyone and welcome to our online service. Today is the last in our Words of Hope series and fittingly the theme for this week has been completion. Now completion can be a source of sadness, a source of joy or sometimes both. You complete a special meal out with a, a warming glow of satisfaction. You put the final piece of a jigsaw puzzle in place. You complete a project. Joy! It's the last day of your holiday. All the friends who've been staying with you are leaving or your Amazon Prime offer is ending. Sadness. Your son and daughter go to university. You're packed up to move into a new house. Sadness and joy. Sadness because you're leaving behind something precious to you, but joy because the future beckons you on to something new. And I wonder for us what completion, God's wrapping up of life as we know it on this planet, feels like to us. Is it a source of sadness or is it a source of joy? The Bible paints a gripping and inspiring picture of completion, but also a sobering one. And I want to examine some of the aspects of that picture. Now we won't see it all, the canvas is too big, too vast to take it all in, but hopefully we will see enough to give us confidence and to give us hope for the future. And to help us do that, I'm going to talk us through four different metaphors, four windows through which we can gain an understanding of what it's like, what it's going to be like when God brings things to completion. So here we go. The first metaphor is the metaphor of the body and rebirth. Let me introduce you to Mabel. Now, as you can see, Mabel is getting on in years. There's still a bit of sparkle in her eyes, but her sight is failing, along with her hearing and a sense of smell and sense of taste. Behind those intelligent eyes is a keen mind that she exercises on crosswords and stimulating books, but she's not as sharp as she was. She now forgets things and in some situations finds herself unexplainably confused, which makes her irritable. Her body still works and she gets around slowly with the help of a walking stick. But her clothes mask the decaying joints and the wrinkles and the operations that she's had and her former career as a ballerina. Mabel's body is like our fallen world. Actually, your body is as well, but it seemed rude to suggest it and it might not be quite so apparent yet. So let's stick with Mabel. Our world is broken. There's still a lot of sparkle in it, of course. There's still so much that is beautiful, inspiring, good and wholesome. But at its core, like our bodies, our world is in decline. In Romans 8, Paul writes, for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation 
has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Mabel is frustrated with her body. It doesn't work how it should anymore. And we are frustrated with our world, with the violence and with the destruction, with the greed and the pride, with its slow environmental decline. But when completion comes, all will be made new again. Our world will be reborn. And for those of us who've trusted in Christ, our bodies will be reborn too, in Christ's image. Mabel will rejoice in a perfect new body, free from aches and pains and disease. And in the case of this world and our bodies, there is both discontinuity and continuity. So with our world, there is discontinuity. Peter writes, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. But there's also continuity. Earlier in 2 Peter 3, 6, Peter refers to the flood, another act of destruction. And just as the world was reborn after the flood, so it will reborn, be reborn after the coming of the day of the Lord. It will be made new, made perfect, glorious to behold and glorious to live in. With our bodies, there is discontinuity. We will have new bodies. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, the body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. But there's continuity. Just as a plant grows out of a seed, so too our new, perfected, heavenly bodies will draw from the nature of the bodies that we've left behind. Mabel can't wait. Creation can't wait. The day of completion will be a glorious day when all things are made new. But here's a second metaphor. It's a courtroom a place where justice is administered, where wrongdoers are punished for their wrongdoings and those who have been wronged seek recompense. Now, all of us want justice. If someone burgled our house, we wouldn't say, ah, oh, these things happen. The guy or the woman probably needed the cash. Let's just forget about it. We would like the offender to be caught. And even the most lenient among us wouldn't be satisfied if the crook was just let free without some form of justice and some form of recompense if they had disposed of our goods in some way. Now we may have different standards of justice and we might fall in different places along the continuum of strictness and leniency, but we are all creatures of justice. And we are creatures of, creatures of justice because we are made in God's image. No other creature in the animal kingdom 
keeps an account of the score, with the possible exception of cats. Animals don't need, don't feel the need to balance the books. But we want justice, however flawed our sense of justice might be, because God is just. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, Paul writes, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now, there are all sorts of things about this final reckoning that we don't know, but some things are clear. Firstly, there will be a reckoning and justice will be done, not by our standards, but by God's. Secondly, there are serious consequences to be avoided. Thirdly, there's an opportunity to get right with God now. As Peter writes, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And then fourthly, there is no time to waste, for this final reckoning is triggered by the Lord's return. And in Paul's words, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Many of our worship songs contain the Hebrew phrase hallelujah, meaning praise the Lord. Did you know that phrase is only used four times in the New Testament? All four phrases appear in the song that God's people sing in Revelation 19, after the destruction of Babylon the Great. When God wraps things up at the end, God's people will rejoice in his justice. Here's a third metaphor, the metaphor of a wedding. In Revelation 21, John writes, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. The picture the Bible paints of the completion of everything is one of family, of celebration, of beauty, of joy. It's the joy of a bride on her wedding day when everything is perfect. And there will be people who are drunk on that day intoxicated with the beauty of Jesus, as Jesus will be intoxicated with the beauty of his bride, the church. Can you imagine a day with no more tears? Can you imagine a day with no more sorrow and no more pain? What an amazing day that will be. What a party we will have. You know, we have all sorts of pains, don't we? We've got physical pains. Some of you may be sitting with some discomfort at this very moment. We have emotional hurts. We have psychological hurts. But when God brings completion, all that is wiped away. What a joy that will be. And at the heart of this celebration is the coming together of God and his perfect bride, 
the church. At a wedding, the guests celebrate the joining together of two new lives. And we enjoy the moment, the wedding day itself, of course. But as guests, what we're really celebrating is all that is to come as two people start a new and intimate stage in their relationship. We wish them joy. There will be great joy on that wedding day of Christ and his church and on all the days that follow. My final metaphor is the garden and perfection. But not any old garden, it's certainly not our garden. It's a perfect garden, a place of stunning beauty, of refreshment and of glory. We don't know what Eden was really like, and it's probably just as well. Some of us like our gardens neat and orderly. Some of us like to cultivate a bit of wildness. But however it was, it was perfect. And part of its perfection was that God was pleased to spend time in it with the man and the woman that he had made. Perfection can mean different things. Firstly, it can mean faultless. With a little imagination, I can carry myself away to a beautiful garden on a spring day. This freshness in the air, the sun on my face, the sound of water somewhere close by, the gentle humming of insects, some bird song in the background. I'm there with Helen and some good friends, maybe a glass of wine or something, and some salted nuts within reach. For me, that is close to perfection. We might even say it as we close our eyes with our faces to the sun. This is perfect. Now your own imagination might take you somewhere else, but wherever, whenever, and with whomever that might be, I hope you can imagine a perfect moment. A moment when everything seems right and all that isn't is banished for a time. Secondly, perfection can mean completion. Paul writes, we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. A jigsaw which is part completed isn't perfect, but put that final piece in and the image is perfected. A piece of furniture that's missing some screws or the final finish isn't perfect, but apply the lacquer or varnish or whatever and it's perfected. And I'm reminded of Jesus' words on the cross. It is finished, he said. As one commentator puts it, the work that he had come into the world to do has been accomplished. The one perfect, all-availing sacrifice has been offered. And just as Jesus came into the world and accomplished his first task, our redemption, so too he will come back to the world again and accomplish his second task. When, in Paul's words, he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. Just as surely 
as he came the first time and completed his work, so he will come a second time and complete his work. And I guess the question for us is, are we ready for it? The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Paul writes in Romans 13, are we ready? The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Are we ready? Do you know, when we book a holiday, one of the first things I do is reserve a couple of books from the library about our destination. I knew a bit about where we are going before we book, but once I'm sure, I want to find out more. I want to get ready. Brothers and sisters, we are going to a very exotic location. A fortnight in Mauritius will feel like a fortnight in Bognaregis compared to where we are going. And here is the brochure. Here is the brochure. It's quite a big one, admittedly, but these pages contain everything you need to get excited and ready for your final destination. I pray that for you, completion will be a word of hope.